0: I actually find that there's such gift in trauma, right? We experience these things to grow and evolve and to learn from them. And through that too, if we can, once we've healed it, be able to use that learning to help others. That's really what I believe that this is, you know, here to do. And I really feel like we're all on spiritual missions, (laughs) each of our souls. We have something to grow through and we're given circumstances to help us get there. And when I re- encounter skeptical or resistant people, sometimes, look, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And we're not here to force people into their healing. We're here to support them when they're ready for their healing and when they're ready to participate in that. Because with any modality, not just ours, that's how it works, is the person's readiness and willingness to step through. And you know, one of the most challenging things, I think, with healing is people's addiction to their pain, to their suffering.
1: Hey there, friends, welcome to Happiness Squad. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your full potential by mastering the art and science of happiness. We bring on the best leading experts on these topics to help you unlock your true potential and live with more joy, health, love, and meaning in your life. Your host is no other than the star combo of Ashish Katari and Anil Ramjiani, who are both on a mission to provide you with an unfair advantage to be the masters of your experience and leaders in your industry. Get ready to be moved, challenged, and enlightened on this podcast. It may change your life. Thanks for being here and joining the squad.
2: Hey, Happiness Squad podcast listeners! We are excited Ashish and I to introduce you to our new guest. Have you ever experienced a setback or a trauma that just you were unable to overcome? Well, we are joined today by Stephanie Kwong. Stephanie Kwong is known for the Rapid Rewire Method. She spent over 14 years in the personal development industry and has worked as a subconscious rewiring coach, hypnotherapist. Breathwork facilitator, teacher of love, and now she's serving her divine calling as the co founder of the Rapid WeWire method. She's deeply obsessed with this method and the tools, which are absolutely groundbreaking and radically effective in the way of mental, emotional, and spiritual processes that can guarantee rapid integrative healing, change, and transformation. She set it out as her mission to show the world why these tools are truly capable of cultivating joy, fulfillment, and liberation by ending cycles of suffering. She's helped prior clients identify and remove mental and emotional roadblocks, and she's shown them a path to achieving personal, professional, and financial results that they want. And it's to stress that to one power and freedom, it is possible. And with Rapid Rewire, that shift is fast, painless, and sustainable. While we go into the deep into the podcast, we do talk about how It is possible to convert an obstacle or that trauma into a gift. And if you stay tuned, at the end, we've got some amazing learnings and tips that we'd love to share with you. You'll find Stephanie's bio in the podcast details. You can also visit our website, www.rapidrewiremethod.com. And at that point, you could also find yourself a freebie to give this method a try for yourself. I've tried it myself, and I'll tell you what. I am a believer. This is Anil and Ashish. We hope you enjoy.
3: Stephanie, my dear friend, we're so excited to have you on our Hardwired for Happiness podcast. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with both of you.
3: It's great to meet you, Stephanie.
0: Yeah, and what a magical
3: weekend we just had earlier this week. We got a chance to really spend two days with you and Wesley and Eva and your amazing crew at Rapid Rewire. Uh, and I'm really experiencing the beauty of, uh, of the program and how quickly and how effective it is in helping somebody process, especially some of the hard, unpleasant emotions, you know, that we can fall into when life you know, puts an obstacle in front of us, you know, gives us a gift that we at that moment feel like the biggest curse in our lives, right? And such a powerful way to kind of be able to kind of move through that. And I think we'll be sharing so many of that, you know, later in the episode, we'll get into some of the tips. But I want to actually get started with your story, Stephanie. I mean, you are like an unbelievable coach. You've had an amazing journey, a healer over 15, 20 years. I want to know about what made you tell your story about how you fell into this work and why you kind of literally left everything else and you said this is my mission. You know, I, it touched me this weekend just hearing that from you. So let's start with that.
0: Yeah. So um, funny story was I was working in the entertainment industry. That's where I really got started, but I realized that it was soulless for me. It wasn't. Creating fulfillment. And I ended up literally falling into coaching. Getting, I was brought to Italy to work with a young woman who had an eating disorder. But because of my past of my own traumatic childhood, I had done so much of my own deep work, consistent deep work for over 20 years to heal, to transform, to evolve my consciousness. And so I was able to help this young woman. And that was kind of my first step into what I'm air coach coaching. So for 14 years, I was a subconscious rewiring coach. I realized that that's really where the transformation happens is in the unconscious mind, not in the conscious, where a lot of protocols out there, that's where they function is on the conscious level. And I've, you know, I had the podcast, I worked one-to-many group coaching, I've worked inside of different treatment centers two addiction rehabs, also inside of a treatment center supporting women with borderline personality disorder and bipolar and other mood disorders. And kind of towards the end, I was really focused on supporting high-profile, high-performing people. I was working with CEOs of companies to, you know, celebrities and things like that because I knew, or in my mind, I thought, well, if I work with people of influence, the trickle down, that's where the impact would happen. And working with those people, well, look, they expect results and they want them fast. And I joke, and I'm very serious when I say I'm Asian. We like results. We like them quickly. We don't like to waste time. So I was constantly on the hunt for what are the most effective and rapid healing tools for people. I have always been a believer that change doesn't have to take a long time. And I think that's the paradigm shifter for society right now is like, well, you have to take a while because the therapeutic model, you know, takes years or don't rush your healing. And I was always on the quest for how can I cause or catalyze and support the people I serve in a faster more integrative way. And I you know careful what you you're you're looking for because um how I came to rapid rewire was December 2020 I decided I wanted to be a mother and in 2021 to try I deeply desire that and um In 2021, I actually ended up getting pregnant without trying. Actually, it was December, um, but I found out January of um, 2021. So, of course, I was elated. I was like, oh, my gosh, beautiful blessing. This is meant to be. The universe has my back. And then nine and a half weeks later, I miscarried. And so I went into a really dark hole. That has been the biggest adult trauma I've experienced. And I went into a place where I was like, the universe is not benevolent. It is cruel. Why would you why would this happen? And that was one of my dark nights of the soul. And while I know that there's no timeline for grieving. So it's not like, you know, you, you've been sad and grieving for one month, Steph, get over it. After five months, even with the tools that I had, I was making some improvement. Emotionally. However, I was still getting triggered when I would see someone holding their baby, when I would he- see pregnancy announcements on social media from my friends, more triggers. When I would think about the miscarriage, I would start bawling. And I had days where I didn't even want to get out of bed and function. And so, five months into this, I was like, okay, I need help. And I got connected to these tools of rapid rewire that literally in one session process the trauma drain the emotional charge that after 60 minutes, I couldn't even connect to sadness and grief. I was searching for it in my body. And I was like, where did it go? And prior to that, I was snotting and crying all over myself. And then after 60 minutes, it was literally gone and it has has not come back. And so to me, I was liberated. And I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast, so I'll be mindful, but... (laughs) I said to Wesley, who'd processed me, I said, what the bleep did you do to me? And can we keep going? And so I kept working with these tools and and clearing things at rapid speed, things I'd been stuck around with for years. And after seven weeks, I literally heard the divine command. I heard you are meant to bring these tools into the world. And I always do what I'm told. And so I basically approached Wesley and I was like, hey, this is what I heard. And um, his business partner had passed away earlier in the year of COVID, and he was waiting for someone to step forward. It was me. And so we joined forces um, and formed the Rapid Rewire Method and run trainings to empower people with tools to quickly liberate themselves from whatever emotional stuckness, stuck identities, mental, emotional turmoil, inner barriers to goals. And we can even take people into full-blown spiritual awakenings into that non-dual state without needing to drink anything and throw up. So (laughs) we call that a success too, because some people don't always turn to plant medicine. So yeah, that's kind of how I fell into or divinely was divinely guided into this path now. And I was doing very well in my previous business and how I was running it, but I know that this is legacy for me now. This is the true mission where it's not that I'm gonna have influence from working with influential people. I get to have influence by empowering the masses with these protocols to literally heal and liberate themselves and the people in their lives that they love or with their clients, whoever that might be. Yeah,
3: Stephanie, it's such a, you know, it is such on one hand, you know, a story of deep grief, right? Like, I mean, this is, I can't even imagine what you went through, but to many of our listeners, you know, these are events that are, that happen so often, right? And it is not even something we do. It is something that just comes our way. You know, um, I run into people all the time. You know, it can be the pass, you know, passing of a parent, right? It might be the death of a child. It might be getting fired in a job that kind of raises all the questions about what did I do wrong? Even though there is anger outside, there is anger towards inside. There is this feelings of not being enough. I mean, there are so many accidents, losing something, right? So there are these moments that actually, to your point, similar to where you were, Uh, And many, many of our listeners, you know, many of the people who would be listening to this, they don't even have the 20 years of experience coaching others, working with tools, right? So I can, you know, they can hopefully relate to like, if this was hard six months for you, I can just imagine, right, how much harder it is when you don't have access, you don't know, quote unquote, right, how to actually practice these. So I think from somebody who has been in that space, I mean, I that that holds a lot of promise, you know, for um, for so many out there, right? Because this is uh, and what I experienced as well, you know, Stephanie, like as I was saying last weekend with you all, was I mean these are th- things that are you know relatively simple to do. They are effective, but they're relatively uh, relatively simple to do. So no, thank you. I mean, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing your story, and thank you also for the courage to launch something new. To to bring this into the world.
0: No, I, I feel so grateful to be on such a clear mission to and and feel honored to be a steward of these tools into the world. Because as you mentioned, Ashish, they're simple and they're standardized into a script. If you can read a script, it's like reading a recipe, you can get the beautiful result at the end. And you witnessed that. I mean, even one of Casey, I don't know if you'd work with her in the training, one of my best friends, she had a huge thing she was struggling with. And she goes, Oh, wait till tomorrow. I'm like, no, 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 today's the tool to use it on. And she was partnered with somebody who looked at this script for the very first time. And he helped her completely heal something she's been struggling with for years. And she even did an Instagram story about this. This is why I feel okay to share it because she's already shared it publicly. But she said, I'd worked with coaches and energy healers and all these people over years, couldn't make a dent. And in literally 30 minutes, It went away. And she goes, I I thought I would feel it when I woke up in the morning, still didn't. And now it's nighttime and I still don't feel it anymore. And that was facilitated by someone who's never even worked with the tool before. You know, we pair up our students together, as you know, to just help the other being and use these protocols. So it's quite mind blowing. This is why, even for me in my 20 something years, being an avid seeker of the fastest protocols, I was blown away by these. How are they so easy and how do they work so quickly and sustainably?
2: You know, I, I just want to, again, echo that. I thank you for sharing. And I, I I think, you know, Stephanie, I imagine you've you've probably met people who are comfortable sharing, as you have with us, like something that's really, that's happened to them that's quite traumatic, uh, that's personally traumatic, as opposed to, I mean, not to say being fired or having a difficult role or a job or, you know, uh, conflict at home, like, the, there are different, I'm sure, spectrums of how people feel comfortable to share and open up and and, and, and leverage the, the method in order to heal, so to speak. I wanted to understand from your side, how have you encountered people who have been maybe reluctant or maybe skeptical to share, thinking, hey, nothing happens this quick, come on, I, I don't... I've been holding on to this for so long. I don't know if I can open up and talk about it. How have you encountered that with people who've been skeptical and maybe unwilling to to share and let go of that trauma that they've experienced?
0: Yeah, well, I actually find that there's such gift in trauma, right? We experience these things to grow and evolve and to learn from them. And through that too, if we can once we've healed it be able to use that learning to help others. That's really what I believe that this is, you know, here to do. And I really feel like we're all on spiritual missions, each of our souls. We have something to grow through and we're given circumstances to help us get there. And when I encounter skeptical or resistant people, sometimes, look, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And we're not here to force people into their healing. We're here to support them when they're ready for their healing and when they're ready to participate in that because with any modality not just ours that's how it works is the person's readiness and willingness to step through and you know one of the most challenging things i think with healing is people's addiction to their pain to their suffering and so that's why you know we Wait for those who are ready. And then if they are still a little skeptical, (laughs) we'll give them an experience. Right. (laughs) It's like we can't. And what I love about these tools, again, we're just kind of like, hey, do you want to try something? And then by the end, they're like, what just happened to me? (laughs) I feel better. And um, but again, we don't really force or push anything on people. We really wait for them to be ready and to um, participate in their own.
2: Killing. Thank you for that, Stephanie. You know, I I agree with you. I I wanted to briefly share just an experience I had with Ashish and this method the other night. Um, You know, I'm talking to Ashish at 10.30 at night my time. I I had a very difficult conversation just before that with my sister. And um, I had the conversation with her and I speak to Ashish for literally 30 minutes. And within 10 minutes, he's sharing the method with me. And I'm not saying I'm a skeptic, but I'm like, he's like, give it a try. I was like, cool. He did. And I kid you not, I felt a massive difference. Now the next morning I actually spoke to my sister again and I was like, can we just try this? And I did it very simple. I won't say I did the script, you know, to, to perfection. So, so to speak, but I didn't send him the script script me, right? I just
3: said, you know, we did this thing we did, you know, let me just show you like, it's uh, all we're going to do is I told him, I'm going to ask you a bunch of time. What's good about this. What's bad about this. What's good about, right? Like literally I'm like, that's it. So I didn't even give him the script. I was like, let's do this. And like, it is funny, and it's funny. And then like sends me this text in the morning. Like, go yeah. ahead. Tell this you story. Know, I'm, like, I'm like, hey, you
2: know, and mind you, I'm talking to my sister at like seven in the morning, my, you know, my time. And I'm like, hey, can we just do this briefly? And she's like, sure. I'm like, you know, so what was good about that? What was bad about that? What's good about that? What's about, and I kid you not, we, we, we wrapped it up in a, in a minute. We are like, we're actually feeling a lot better about it, a lot clearer about it. So I, I just want to say, it's not that again, I'm a skeptic, but when Ashish did that late at night, I'm doing it early morning within a matter of 12 hours, being already to be able to use the method. I mean, again, believer and uh plan to, to learn more about it. So I, I just appreciate you sharing that and glad Ashish, you, 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 you poked me to, to even just to, to share that with this group. Cause it's, it's, it's a brilliant result. And Again, it's, to me, something I feel folks should be uh, open to.
0: Right. And how beautiful, because both of you, too, you're not coaches. You're not practitioners. You're men on powerful missions doing work in your own way to help the planet. But yet it's not like you're trained to work with clients and yet you were able to support each other quickly. And that's the power and beauty of this work is the simplicity and the and the facilitation and yet the potency and the result. So that's cool, Ashish, that you did that with Anil. And you just picked it right up and you're like, let's do this with your sister. So no, that's great.
2: It, and I think that's that's where, you know, even when Ashish was telling me, we, we, you know, he first, you know, and I love it, he's like, Anil, so what's bad about it? And I, you know, I rolled off my tongue. It was a separate example, rolled off my tongue. And then he, then like, he's like the first time he's like, so what's good about that? And I was like, huh, what, what do you mean? What's good about that? <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that a trick question? And he, and he just stood there and he's like, so what's good about it? And I was like, oh, okay, so he, this was good about it. And he's like, okay, so what was bad about it? And that easily rolled off my tongue. And then he's like the, the second, so what was good about it? And uh, at that stage, it just became much easier to like talk about the. So it just, it's funny. And we, re- we reflected on it at the end of the chat. He's like, Neil, did you notice that you were a bit hesitant, but then you, made it a lot easier. And I was like, absolutely. You never think about, uh, you know, contrasting a pro-con that quickly when you're just in flow of a chat with a colleague. So uh, I just, I, again, I find it brilliant.
3: You know, and you know, about me, that is what's amazing is, you know, as you know, Stephanie, right? So like, I mean, as an ontological coach, right? Like the work that I've done, what was beautiful about this approach, right? Like, look, it took me nine months, right? To go through that program and, and learn it and obviously, right, practice it. You know, what I, what I really enjoyed, what I really enjoyed, frankly, and I think that's, that's the power here is at the core of it, right? This, I was just using the end of words, right? Basically script, or I wasn't even using the script. I was just using the method because I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, at the core of it, like it is about, you know, it taps into the core shift, which is, you know, helping people de-identify themselves from the mood. You are more than the mood. You know, we talk about that in Hard Ride for Happiness in the book, right? You're more than your body. You're more than your mind. You're more than the emotion that is holding you right now. You are the one that experiences these all. And I think just that as simple, and you know, when you look at it, you're like, really? Can this actually make a difference? Um, you know, is the beauty of that, right? It taps into that core, deep, deeper, deeper spiritual wisdom around you are more, you're the consciousness that it experiences the world. And so rather than go down that path with you, I'm just going to do a process that's going to help you go left, right? Like, it's like, you know, shaking a tree that is stuck on the ground, right? Like, I'm just going to loosen it and I'm going to use your own force for you to start to realize that, hey, even though our mind goes to one story and we can't get past it and our body holds an emotion and we get can't get past that, with a little bit of nudging, we can start to create space. And once that space starts to emerge, once that crack in this dark armor that we put ourselves happens it is natural for the light to just completely blow that open right and that was the beauty uh, that's that's what i actually really
2: like i just i want to echo that because i think what was what, what's brilliant about what ashish just mentioned is you know in, in on your on your on your talk about how this works you don't need to like relive the pain you actually just, it's like an extract. It's like, I've, you know, I felt this. And then you're able to implement. And like, as Ashish mentioned to me, it's like shaking a tree left to right, left to right. you know. And ultimately it's to find that balance. And I think it's beautiful because I think other therapies or other methods might require you to like really relive the experience, you know, go into detail. And, and a lot of people might feel absolutely uneasy about that. So the fact that you can take just a small extract and then apply this I think makes it that much more palatable. And like you said, like for you, as soon as that happens, you're suddenly willing to do more and open up and do more um, because it's that much more comfortable. It's not an uneasy process.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's confronting for people to dig into their past history and to relive it because you're essentially re-traumatizing yourself when you do that. And so that's why many times I think, especially with the models that are out there, people don't want to step into it because it's scary. With our work, it's like you said, what's the problem? What's the context of the problem specifically? And then how, what's the emotional charge that you feel now that comes along with it? Because we can't change how you felt back then, but we can change the experience now, emotional experience now. And so that's why it's, we don't have to dig into the past because it's irrelevant It's how is that affecting you now? And that's literally all we need. And then we can already start to you know, dislodge that, like you said, shaking the tree, pull it out and free yourself of it. You don't have to be stuck with it. And I think that's also what makes our work so beautiful is it's approachable for even the skeptics or those who are stepping into this work for the first time. It doesn't feel woo-woo, right? Not too spiritual, not too scary, or not too deep and freaked out, but the results are deep. So-
1: Are you enjoying the show so far? Let me ask you a few questions before going back. Have you ever wondered why so many of us struggle with stress, anxiety, and burnout and feel stuck in life? Heck, maybe you're going through this right now. Well, the reason for this lies in the evolutionary biology of our brains, which are hardwired for fear. It's part of the reason why our team named this podcast Happiness Squad. It serves as a reminder that happiness is what really matters and that we are in this together. And that is why we are so excited to share with you a resource to help you on your journey. One of our hosts, Ashish Katari, launched a book, Hardwired for Happiness, and it is a number one Amazon bestseller. When you get access to this book, you will discover nine secular practices that can change your life and are backed by scientific evidence from psychology and neuroscience. Learn how you can integrate hardwired for happiness practices in every part of your life to unlock your best self, regardless of how busy you are. Shift from knowing to doing, to being, with a range of journaling, meditation, and group coaching exercises, and so much more. Go to www.happinesssquad.com forward slash book to get access right now. We also have bonuses on the page that you don't want to miss. Once again, www.happinesssquad.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show.
3: You know, and Stephanie, I think I'm going to recap that, right, just a little bit for the listeners, because I think what you just said actually is, you know, is deeply profound. This notion that, hey, you know, if I am, if I have suffered trauma, right, whatever it might be as extreme as, you know, sexual abuse, or it is, you know, I have lost some somebody or somebody, you know, somebody has been really, really horrible to me, right? I've Like something's been taken from me we cannot change the past, right? We cannot change the past. Uh, and many, you know, therapies are all about, let's reframe, let's reframe. And this, is you can't change the past. And I love what you said, we work with the emotional charge that is present for you right now. Because as true of a fact it is that we can't change the past, it is equally true that we have the full agency to sculpt our future. And that is the power in what you just said, right? Don't dwell in the past. Take charge now and just try a thing. Try something for 60 minutes. It is worth your life so that you don't, for the next 60 days, keep reliving the past and the thought and the mood that comes with it.
0: Right. Yeah. We don't have to be stuck in these disempowering emotional loops that we can get into and think that this is just what I have to accept in life. This is who I am. That's also becomes the dangerous piece when people start to identify with their emotions. It's not who you are. It's what you're experiencing and can that alter now so that you can, like you said, Ashish, create a new future for yourself because all those looped emotions that are stuck is all information of your past. And so you keep reliving your past self consistently in the now until you liberate yourself of them now so that you can be someone new into the future.
3: You know, this This just brings back this conversation I had, you know, I think it was four or five weeks ago with Karen uh, Guggenheim, you know, from Bohasu. And, you know, she was describing her own journey, right? She was at a very young age, I think she had lost her husband and uh, and very, very traumatic. And, you know, she was talking about, She decided to go to college, right? She decided to go back and study. And she was in this, you know, as she was there, like she described herself, right? Almost like the society expects an identity from a widow, right? You're meant to grieve, you've lost your husband, you've lost your loved one. So no, you can't laugh out loud. Why are you laughing out loud? Why are you dressed in anything other than black? And she consciously said, and, you know, I I remember that conversation with a couple of weeks back, right? Like, look, I chose to hold that, but not let that define me. I was more than that, right? I was more than that. And obviously she has gone on to create this unbelievable world happiness summit with, you know, bringing all the healers, all the amazing works um, to the world. So I just wanted to highlight, I think, look, this is one method out of many methods that can help. But the core message here for our listeners, right, for all of you is you are more than your body. You are more than your mind. You are more than the emotion. You are the observer. You are the consciousness that experiences these all. And I invite you to constantly be on the seeking on a journey to de-identify from these and really take agency to move through these unpleasant emotions, these gifts, which feel like curses that life gives us.
0: Yeah, you know, it is such a gift because for me it's interesting when I share about the miscarriage, people, their natural reaction is, oh, and I'm like, no, actually, it's really great because my partner actually didn't want more children when I told him I was ready to be a mom. Now he does because of that experience. And I'd rather have him choose in on having a child than him just needing to accept it because it's what's happening. And it's what connected to me to this methodology. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing in this moment. I don't think maybe there's another way that I could have gotten here. But I really, in reflection, see, oh, that was supposed to happen to get me to where I am now. And fortunately, I did the work right to evolve and, and transform and, and, and rise above the trauma. It's not who I am. It's what happened to me. But because it's what happened, it set me on this path. And I welcome it. I'm grateful for it. And fortunately, there are ways to move through the traumas quickly. That, and that's what I've discovered through, again, my trauma. And that's what brought, you know, by finding these tools. So I'm very, very thankful for the traumas. And I feel like even though going through them, <laughs> you're like, why is this happening? We can go into victim consciousness. On the other side, there's always a gift.
2: You know, I'd I'd like to to just touch on that. I actually jotted that down because we started with that, you know, how unpleasant emotions, um, how we're able to convert an obstacle into a gift. And I think, you know, what you shared at the start, and if you come full circle to where we are now, I think this is where we have an opportunity to not only see this as a gift to us, but also a gift to others, right? Because if we're in a better space, the people around us that are near and dear are also able to be in a better space. I think what you just exemplified with your partner, him opening up and thinking in a different way, I think that's beautiful. I think that this is where I feel that we need to be thinking about um, not how these negative emotions can actually just stay with us. And I was uh, telling Ashish, I was reading and listening to the podcast of a new earth by Eckhart Tolle and how he talks about the pain body and, you know, people live, for years with that negative energy and how that spills over into the lives of others. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, again, um, when I first heard about this, I was like, how can you kind of resolve this with the, you know, with a rapid method so quickly, but you can. So I think that this is where we would like to maybe have a thought from your side in terms of what would be the future for rapid WeWire, where do you see, your journey going from here? Where would you like your, the, our listeners to see, hey, this is the future, this is just now, but you're excited to see where it can go?
0: Um, I want to address what you said really quick first, and then I'm going to hop into what's next. You know, one of our integration questions at the end of every process is, or how is doing this process going to be beneficial for another? And that's actually the biggest question, integration question we have, because it's truly like what you said, it's a gift not to our just to ourselves, but to the, the world and the people around us. And so, by healing ourselves, we help to contribute to the world. And what I see that's next for this, which I, you know, look, it's on our website and I mean it. We are on a mission to put these protocols, these tools into the hearts and the hands of the masses. I see this as a global organization where people all around the world get to learn these simple yet potent tools to, you know, help themselves and help another being to evolve, to heal to integrate, to transform in a a fast and powerful way. And people are now empowered not to help themselves because the tools can be self-applied, but they can help another being. And the ripple effect there is going to be tremendous. I mean, I just think about my people in China, you know, that's, that's my heritage is Chinese. We're so repressed emotionally. We deal with so much pain, so many disempowering beliefs about our achievements equal to our self-worth or you know, I'm unloved, all those things right? that we have to overcome. And who would we actually be if we stripped all of that away? And so my hope for humanity is that we get to unlearn and, and as she said earlier, de-identify with these identities are, that are so disempowering so we could truly be free and step into who we're meant to be or who we desire to be. So into the hands of the masses, global healing. That's what we're up to. <laughs> <laughs> and really, the tools
3: to help people process, right? Really help the tool. I mean, look, you know, I get this question all the time, right, from people, uh, which is so this, you know, work hardwired for happiness, That does that mean we're going to be just happy? And, you know, can somebody just be happy? And I said to them, no, this work is fundamentally about helping you be happier, be healthier, right? Have more love and meaning. This does not mean life is stopped going to giving you gifts, gifts that you think you don't want. Suffering is very much a part of life that was at the heart of Buddha's teachings, right? What this allows you to do, and I'm actually going to read a little bit here from one of my favorite poets, what this allows you to do is truly take the gift of sorrow to not get burdened and, you know, shut down from the world from it. But to really use the power, you mentioned this as well, you know, trauma can be a gift. Use the power of that to become bigger versions of ourselves. Uh, And this this little passage is from Khalil Gibran on joy and sorrow. And I would love to read that because, you know, this episode is all about, you know, how do we actually to remaster some of these unpleasant emotions? And a lot of people say, we don't want sorrow. And he says, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the self-same well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy that you can contain. And that's the difference. And to be able to get into and fill yourself with joy, we need to kind of step away from the sorrow, see it as a way of the gift that it did give us, right? And that's where Stephanie, I, you know, I can tell you that I was I am really excited about the work that you're doing. I truly feel I think it's an important way that we can actually help people truly be happier.
0: Um, yeah. And I really also see no emotions are bad. They're all there to inform us and to guide us, and they're portals for healing and for just to be an access points to what we believe. And The only challenge is when we get stuck in those emotions that don't serve us, but feeling the depths of both, like what you just said with that beautiful poem. And I know Brene Brown talks about this. She's like, if you numb one emotion, you numb them all. So you need to feel the full range. Like to me, I'm like, that's full spectrum human, right? We get to experience them all. And yet the only trap is when we get stuck in some that don't serve us. And then how do we liberate ourselves from there? And that's what I believe these tools can do.
3: So listen, as we wrap up, you know, one last question, then I would love to summarize a bit of what we are just taking away because this episode has had been so rich with like insights, you know, around, around some of these things that can really keep us stuck. You know, you've been an amazing healer your whole life and rapid rewire obviously is your big gift, you know, that, um, that you want to take and expand this to the world. But, you know, Stephanie, what have been two or three just your whole life, right? What are two or three big life lessons uh, that you would want to share with our listeners? You know, things that they could do. And it can be around mastering some of the emotions, but it can also be around, you know, what are the two or three lessons that have allowed you to be happier, that have allowed you to be healthier, to have more love and more meaning in your life?
0: I would say, wow, big question. huh? The first would definitely be to love yourself unconditionally. That is probably, in my mind, the most difficult journey for most people to take. I know it was for me. And yet, most of our issues stem from our relationship with self. When you have right relationship, that's when you can really access that peace, that love, that joy that's truly meant there to be for you. So that's the first one. Yeah, and I was just with my friend's baby or her and her baby. And I was like, we are hardwired for love and and happiness. We actually are. So I love your book is like returning back to our original source, right? This baby was just like smiley and like light in his eyes, didn't have all the other full spectrum yet. And so, yeah, there's this deep self-love that can really be the most healing medicine. I think that we all embrace. That was for me. It was was getting in right relationship with self again and unconditionally loving. The other piece is, um, I love this, when in doubt, focus out.
3: Mm, when in doubt, focus out.
0: When you're, focus out. When you're in these moments of doubt, self-doubt that we can be riddled with, take the focus off of that and put it onto how can I serve another being. Focus outwards. How can I contribute? How can I give? That has been massive for me as a transformational tool to get out of my own crap when I can get in it. Of course, we have these tools also, right? That can help heal that. And yet when in doubt, focus out. Yeah. Focus on others and how you can serve. And the last, gosh, I would just say even (sighs) the golden rule has been a big one for me. Do unto others as you want others to do unto you. I think that helps me stay in alignment with how I can show up in each moment, is really remembering how, do, how would I wanna be treated by somebody, be that for others. And that keeps me from acting out in certain moments or from um, not being my highest self. So that allows me to stay in alignment with my highest self. I would say those are probably the first three that just popped in my mind.
3: Oh my God, they're so beautiful, all three of them, right? Number one, you shared was truly self, you know, love yourself, be compassionate towards yourself. We are so harsh on ourselves. Number two, I love it. When in doubt, focus out. Love that. That's, I think that's an amazing, I'm going to like write that. When in doubt, focus out. Stop thinking about yourself, but start thinking about how you can serve another, right? How you can serve another. So, so, so beautiful the third golden rule of do unto others what others would do unto you do unto others what others would do unto you stephanie these are amazing amazing learnings to live your life by and i would add you know my other big takeaway from this from this work and i would encourage our listeners to actually go check out rapid rewire as a critical tool right one of the critical tools that you can use to kind of see if this could help you master your emotions which is change doesn't have to take forever. Change can be, it is possible that change can happen quickly, right? And, uh, and it can really help you, you know, just in that moment, actually create a little bit of light, create a little bit of crack in these armors that we carry ourselves and see if we can be a little lighter. See if we can be a happier through it. Thank you for joining us. It was such a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Stephanie, an absolute beautiful human being. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you.
0: You too. Thanks.
1: I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Happiness Squad podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you listen to us on. If this episode made you think of someone, take a screenshot and share this podcast episode with them. Go to www.happinesssquad.com where you can catch the show notes for this episode and learn more about us and the community we are building. The community is where we gather weekly to practice and connect with other learners, teachers, and practitioners working together to unlock our best selves. Lastly, follow along on Instagram at myhappinesssquad for tons of behind-the-scenes as well as short videos designed just for you. It's where we hang out in between episodes. Once again, www.happinessquad.com. All links can be found in the description below. Until next time.